Dear human, dear soul, I welcome you to my podcast series, Conversations with the Universe. Since a near-death experience, I have the gift to communicate with subtle levels of the cosmos. The knowledge from these for us invisible forms of energy I capture in my books and it is now a great pleasure for me to share this knowledge, these conversations with you as a supplement to the books. Please excuse me if the terms and articulations are not perfect. Our mother tongue is German, but we try to translate it to the best of our abilities. Thank you. Dear King Salomon, please advise how we should spend the day. I ask your forgiveness if through the circumstances of your time some impulses cannot be understood. Well, we will see. Maybe it will work after all. Just begin. When the morning sun came up on the horizon, my soul awakened. Like most people, I liked to linger for a while in my chambers. Through the slow way of bringing the body from sleep to wakefulness, many good ideas came to me that I then was able to turn into reality during my day. These impulses energized me and filled me with joy, energy and euphoria. You should also make a habit of beginning the day this way. For this always releases surprising and very impulsive energies that you can utilize in your life. Over time I began to write down my ideas and was therefore able to put them all into reality, because one does tend to forget many of these maternal impulses. I understand. And how did you carry from there? When I had overcome the physical challenges of waking up, I went to pray. I aligned myself towards the sun and began to pray to the cosmos. How long did you pray? For over one hour. Wow, that's long. That means that first you lay in bed and wrote down your ideas and only then did you pray. But you did both while lying down, right? <laughs> yes and no. The ideas often make me get up, but sometimes I remain sitting on the bed. Praying was a completely different activity, which I began sitting and then carried on lying down. Wow, interesting. Then I made my morning ablutions. Now, fresh and filled with many ideas, I began my day. What would you like to tell the people about how they can live their day in the best way? That they should follow similar procedures. If you stayed up late, you can sleep longer. But with that, you would lose the tranquility of the morning and the opportunity for new ideas that it brings. But still, I would advise you to pray in any case. After this, wash and begin the working day. If you do not do very strenuous work, you should seek another such moment at the end of the day, turning toward the sun in order to receive it consciously. Life is always an interact interaction between the impulses of the cosmos, the sun and its inherent chi, and the impulses of your own soul. 
Pay attention to these three aspects and you will not lose any energy. And what happens then in the evening or at the end of the day? Working diminishes your physical energy, mm. which, as I have said before, you can replenish through being attentive in the direction of the sun. But everything at the proper time, the evening, is the evening. This means that the sun's chi is less powerful in the evening. If you can, you should spend the moments of the evening with your loved ones, just being, talking, wise conversation and communication, laughing and living in joy. Nice. <laughs> and after that, after you have spent the evening with your friends? Conviviality is the key to joy. At least to some people. So if you have given this joy to your soul at the end of the day, you should now go especially attentively into the silence of the night. Listen to it and gratefully end the day in prayer. Gratitude is a very important spiritual virtue. It works in the cosmos like a vacuum cleaner, one of your modern contraptions that you use in order to clean your chambers. Gratitude cleans the areas where irregularities or contaminations could have arisen. Gratitude creates the path that you should walk. Wow. If you end the day with gratitude, you will begin the night with gratitude. Yes. And what then? Through the energy of gratitude, the body will come to rest. And in this state of peace, you should go to bed and sleep in peace, accompanied by these protective measures. Not too late, because the spirit needs a lot of rest. Did you measure the time of the day? No. We spent the day in accordance with the movement of the sun and the stars. But you also said that on some nights you had encounters with the Sira. Surely this prevented you from sleeping. Oh no, <laughs> because mostly they came when I was in my last moments of gratitude on the balcony. That's nice. Is there anything else that you want to share with the people, maybe as a sort of secret in order to get to sleep? How they could sleep better and experience healing in their body? Can you say anything about this? Yes. The human brain works like these machines that you use. You can program the machine, the brain, through a single thought impulse. Mm. Use this and think of impulses of joy, of health, but also of loving requests to be permitted to reach your goals and formulate those into the night. The brain machine inside you will start to prepare the necessary physical parameters and it will take the next step in its programming differently than without it. So make use of the functionality of your brain in order to walk more consciously through your life by affecting the programming of your goals of the how and when. Well, not everything is always predictable programmable. 
You are often very dependent on the decisions of other people, their processes, their blockages, their unawareness, or even by your own health problems. What advice would you give to such people? This is all part of the concept. And since the very beginning, everything has worked together and for each other. Therefore, mm. even with this blockage that you have just named, the programs inside you will work. There is no such thing as powerlessness. Yes, <laughs> you're right. You have said this before. Okay, so you go to sleep and then a new day begins and you will start that in peace again, right? Right. And what advice do you give to such people? I can say very little about this. Because, as you know, that if you are about to sow and then you refuse to put the seed into the earth, then even my hands are bound and I cannot advise you. So if you made such arrangements in your life that prevent any of your impulses to be put into reality, you should start changing that as soon as possible. If you do not, it's your free decision. But based on this decision, you will just continue life as before. Absolutely. Well, I only ask because many people like to invent pretexts, pretexts, And they have all sorts of explanation for why certain things do not work. <laughs> Sylvia, what could I say to this? Mm -hmm. The human being is a conscious being. If you believe that you are a victim of others, mm -hmm. you are living in an illusion. Mm -hmm. You have created everything that you are, how you are, by yourself alone. And because of that, You can change it at any time. Okay, but that sounds rather pompous. <laughs> I know that there are people who believe that they cannot change anything. And I also know that there are people who just don't have as much energy potential. What advice do you have for people who live in a sort of deadlock and at the same time have no more soul energy left? Hmm. That is a very difficult, difficult question. Because somehow their lack of energy is also the result of the decisions that they made. Mm. If you have understood the totality of being, you will know that every step that you take is like a key into the next step. And everything that would seem insurmountable is actually surmountable but, as I said, by different means. The tools are always given. A soul, for example, that has lost a lot of energy in order to give a strong enough impulse to move away from the situation could, to begin with, get back some energy via the exercise of meditation and prayer. Then all of the other steps would grow out of this new energy. You understand? It really only becomes an insurmountable problem when the body or the spirit is already so sick that they cannot put the soul's impulses into action any longer. I understand. Yes, indeed. It is a curious thing, a 
about taking responsibility to yourself. I no longer now know what to say when I see people that only complain and never do anything, really never do anything to change their situation, but complain always. Why is that so? It is so because they are unaware. Hmm. But the silly thing is that you can't just go and flick a switch and say, okay, now I'm awake. <laughs> yes, the responsibility lies with them. Leave them be, mm. Sylvia. If they wish to live like that, you will have to respect that. And if they do not seek out your impulses, that is okay also. Everything is always there. The information, even this information we are just now talking about, is always available. If you are healthy and attentive, then you can find all answers. You just have to decide to do it. Then there are very many people who apparently do not do that. <laughs> They do not make the decision to really mm. change anything. Why is this so? They are indolent. Mm. Every being strives to remain in its current state of being because it is frightened by change. This is an interesting fact. By the way, that so many people are frightened of change and I, for instance, am not so much and others also are not. So it's a mix. Mm -hmm. I understand. Okay, you're just sending me an image of the imbalance of energy. It looks as if they were like sleeping. Yes, like sleeping in a corner and as if they didn't wish to be disturbed, which is grotesque. Really, because <laughs> on the one hand, they complain that the state they are, they are in makes them unhappy. But at the same other hand, they do not wish for change or are afraid of. Yes, I guess that this is a little confusing. But you have described the state of energy rather well. They are as asleep in the soul energy that propels them. We have described this already. A stunted soul that is led by the ego. Mm. Many souls that I assist through my advice ask me after they have left their body why they lived this unconscious life in the first place. They do not immediately understand the connection. And what do you tell them then? I mean, what is the reason behind an unconscious life, a sleeping life? <laughs> to have experienced the unconscious life. Mm. When there is enough energy in the soul so that the soul doesn't have to experience this anymore, then this type of programming takes place. You remember the programming of the loving and balancing impulses of the being that has caused suffering? Yes, yes, sure. In the same way, a soul, no matter how weak, can formulate the wish never again go through another lifetime so unconsciously. Mm -hmm. These souls usually begin rather early in their next life to ponder spiritual and religious subjects. Hmm. Okay. And what about people, or let's say souls, that then in a new life commit, for instance, to the clerical instructions of religion? Because they say, wow, this is cool. <laughs> this is at, le at last 
what I wanted the whole time to concentrate on the more intense spiritual impulses. Mm -hmm. And then, for instance, they are being abused spiritually as well as physically, as we are just now finding out about. Can it happen that such a soul then can become completely disillusioned, disillusioned again? No. The wish to grow remains. Mm -hmm. The physical or spiritual abuse only sharpness the issue mm -hmm. because it serves above all to change perception and to assess whether the institution that you feel to be your home really is your home. This is exactly what such sad impulses are good for. I understand. But what is it so that the people always have to, and I'm saying this very kindly now, have to follow certain other people. <laughs> Why do they reflect so little before they follow somebody? Why do they often just believe on certain individuals? Why is that so? This is part of the indolence of the spirit. If you embody your spiritual energy, you will be propelled by it. If this spiritual energy is asleep, Your spirit is drifting and the spirit of the ego, in turn, is very lazy in terms of reflection. The ego loves to believe what it likes, what it finds beautiful, what pleases it in any sense of at all, and be it only that it is comfortable. But often the soul is drifting in an entirely different direction and it breaks these patterns. If you follow this energy, you will also be able to break the patterns of your life. Such people are often those who have broken with your systems and are leading an individual life. Hmm. I remember there was a movie named Matrix. Maybe you could come and use these images that I have now in my mind, in my mind's eye, where the people were all trapped in a sort of intermediary world, in cocoons, and were locked, looked after by machines. Apart from the fact that this image, of course, is really extreme, and that logically there are no machines of this sort in the cosmos. The image that most people are in the sort of a cocoon and then they are driven by something that feeds them, that drives them to waste their life, is not that far-fetched. But I know I'm being judgmental again. Everything has its reasons, Sylvia. Do not pass judgment yes. on why one person may be going through life consciously and the other one less consciously. Accept and respect that this is part of the cosmos and be happy that you are able to live and actualize your own impulses. Do not despair to see the immobility of others, but be mobile yourself. <laughs> yes, you put that very beautifully. I just wanted to convey the image because sometimes it seems as if this person who made this film or the road that is the basis for the film was very was having a very fair idea of what is going on energetically and of course they choose not to show it in a spirit, spiritual context because it's not of value in this world anyway <laughs> would you like to say anything else about the day no and would you like to say anything else at all 
Yes. Well then, please speak. Life, dear human, is not a punishment. You choose every aspect of it freely. The place in which you find yourselves, your parents of the present or of the past, the people that are around you, the house in which you live, everything you do has been your own choice. But if you don't believe that this is so, you will put responsibility in the hands of others that decide for you. But even the responsibility for that decision lies with yourself. There is no excuse. Everything that you experience, you have created yourself. I don't mean your physical circumstances here. If you are hampered by physical blockages, you can still try within the limit of these blockages to exercise your own free will and to give your soul the chance to grow. Spiritual and physical illness all have different degrees, of course, but as long as your spirit is aware, you should live this awareness. Be conscious of the joy that you can do this, that you, are, that you all are alive now in this moment and that you can put everything within your possibilities into reality. Dare to trust and live the life that you wish for. Stop complaining and swearing. Allow the joy into your bodies and with that into your souls. Because from there, the new life that you have wished for so long will be born. Wow, you said that really beautifully. Anything else you would like to add? No. Then I thank you very much for this very interesting session. And I'm looking forward for the next one. Thank you, love. Thank you, Sylvia. Love. <laughs> <laughs>